final minute. Bennett from the pocket. Launches to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. A.D. Metcalf. Third and ten from the 11. Travis under pressure. Trying to escape. Able to escape. Turns the corner. Stays in back. Gets to the end. Launching downfield, underthrown and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines. All the way to the end. What's going on, guys? This is the Knowles and Dogs podcast. Um, I'm Hunter. And I'm Dylan. And uh, we finally got an intro. So we're taking strides to being the top podcast. Uh, we finally got some color. Um, yeah. So just, welcome aboard, guys. This is the remodeled version. New look. Knowles and dogs. Um, Penguins just scored a goal as we're starting. Penn's jersey on. We're playing. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, what a oh great time goodness. to be alive. Um, what's How are we doing, Dylan? Dude, we're doing great today. We are doing, doing great, great today. Yeah, we're doing I great mean, tonight. I'm, Vibes are high. Mm-hmm. Super Bowls this weekend. Um, yes, it is. That's crazy. This is yes, but uh, as we all know, this is a college football podcast. But we're going to be doing a Super Bowl preview today, so that's going to be fun to do. We also got some college football news, some notable signees, quarterbacks, some notable QBs that are gotten invited to the combine as that came out, and we'll do our weekly list. This week's list is top five court coaches. Top five coaches um, at the moment. So, like right now, mm-hmm. our top fives. Again, we do not tell each other our lists. We just kind of blindly tell each other. Um, but before we start, this is a great time to always let you guys know. Subscribe, like, find us on Spotify, hit us, rate us there. Um, trying to see, watch the videos, leave us comments. Yeah. Tell them, Dylan. Yeah, we really appreciate the comments, um, the views on YouTube. Uh, YouTube especially because I feel like that's the easiest for us to interact with you because we can, you know, immediately see your comments when you respond or anything. But, you know, I've, I know we've gotten one or two more subscribers in the past week or so, so we really appreciate it. And we're trying to get out as much content as possible for you guys. For sure. We're trying to get the road to 50. Mm-hmm. Road, road to, to 50, 50 subs. Exactly. Just, that's just we're, a start. Bring, we're we're bringing up the production them. value slowly, too. We're working exactly. the hardest. Exactly. See, when we get more subscribers, look at what happens. We get better exactly. stuff. We get <laughs> music. We get intros. We get all of the fun stuff. So, yeah, make sure you're telling your friends. Continue to watch if you're already a subscriber. And let us know what you wanted to hear us talk about. All right. So, <clears throat> before we are... Uh, Without further ado, we should probably just get started. Uh, we will get right to it. Super Bowl preview. Uh, Eagles Chiefs. Lee, the Eagles are a mi- one and a half point favorite going into this weekend. It is on Fox on Sunday. Uh, I think we'll just kind of do a. Uh, let's just we'll kind of just. I don't know how you want to do this. Do you want to just do a? Uh, like, who do you like in this game yeah. and why? Yeah, I don't think we need to get too in-depth on it because, quite frankly, at this point, 
it's kind of oversaturated everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. So mm-hmm. we're just going to give our personal opinions on this game. Sounds you good. you want to start, Hunter? Sure. Um, sorry, the Penguins are on a power play. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to get totally distracted right now. Uh, oh, damn. Excuse me. All right, so I like the Eagles in this game. Um, I think it helps, I guess. It does help a little bit how they haven't really played anybody. That does a little concern me a little bit because the quarterbacks they've had to go through is Daniel Jones for a third time. Mm-hmm. And then they had to go through pretty much Christian McCaffrey and Josh Johnson. Um, so, the, I mean, they played the Niners pretty much with a running back at quarterback. So um, they haven't really got haven't really been tested at all. Positive to that is though they haven't they haven't um, possibly needed to show the entire playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't need to. They can. They're not everybody. Mo- I believe everyone for the most part's fresh and ready to go. Um, the Chiefs, some of the big time guys, where there's a little mild illness going around, which is, I mean, take that how you want to, right? Um, but there's that. Uh, I just think the Eagles are playing at such a high level right now, and their their de- their ability to get pressure on the quarterback, I think, is going to be a difference maker. We still don't know that we really don't know how Mahomes' knee or uh, ankle is still. I can't. I gotta know. I gotta guess. It's mm-hmm. still not a hundred percent. I mean, Mahomes is going to be Mahomes, so you always got to be wary of that. But I think they'll be able to limit Kelsey. Um, I think the there's if they can limit, I think like Michael Hardman and uh, Kadarius Tony. I think they'll be all right. Yeah, Eagles secondary is a little bit weary, but I think the Eagles are so well rounded everywhere. Like they can beat you in so many ways if it's. They want to go deep on you. They will. They got Brown and Smith. If they want to just run the ball. They got Scott and Sanders and Hurts. If I mean, they can do so many ways to just beat you, and they're so fundamentally sound. I just don't know. I just I feel like it's Philly's game to lose, and uh, and Drake bet on the Chiefs, so the Drake curse is alive and well. Um, <laughs> oh man, yeah, but I I. I think it's a close game, though. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you never want to doubt the Chiefs because they're always that have been there, done that team. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, mean, I, just, I think this is third this Super is, Bowl appearance in like five years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Well, tw- uh, twenty. Nineteen twenty. Well, twenty. Yeah, nineteen twenty, and then now. Yeah. And I, I mean, you don't want to doubt them because it's. They're, they're never out of it, as we always tell. Um, you got to play a really good game to beat them. Just because you know Mahomes is always there. He's going <laughs> to – you never want to – he's never out of it, officially out of it. So, Right. But I just think that Philly is going to overwhelm them a little bit and that if Kansas City can't keep Mahomes upright in the pocket, uh, it's going to be a long day. Um, yeah. But, that's why I think Philly's going to win. Um, so I'll start with saying I agree with you that I think Philly's going to win too. But the biggest key to the game, in my opinion, is I think Philly just has so much better weapons. Like yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. I, I think you agree with what I'm going to say here. But um, Kansas City really does not have an A.J. Brown. 
You know what I mean? They don't have. I mean, I mean they have Kelsey, but but, but at the same time, Kelsey's a tight end. You know what I mean? Like he. Well, he's he pretty is, much lines up in the wide receiver spot he, though. But he's limited. He's not mm-hmm. gonna. He's not gonna take. You know. A deep pass down. The, you know what I mean? It's gonna be. He kills you with his short game stuff. You know what I mean? His line yards after short, catch. Yeah, mismatches on linebackers and say like stuff like that. With AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, you just have a straight up dynamic threat on both ang- uh on both sides. Especially they also have Dallas Goddard, who quite frankly is probably top ten tight end in the league, and he's yeah. a, a great weapon. I just think with Jalen Brown also or Jalen Brown. <laughs> Jalen nice. Hurts. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I was watching the Celtics earlier. I swear. <laughs> with Jalen Hurts. Never too early. <laughs> with Jalen Hurts also being such a dynamic running threat, you know, I really do like the Eagles this year. You know, I <laughs> I know this is gonna sound like I'm I'm real. I'm giving so much praise to Jason's team right now, but <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I really do. I I think this is Philly's year. They're going to get their second Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's now you could. Now the only other thing I think Kansas City has to do if they have a shot on the defensive side, they got to get pressure. They got to corral. They got to keep Hurts contained in the pocket. Because if you're late him, get out outside the pocket, it's going to be a long day. Um, yeah. I know like Lane Johnson, I know has been dealing with like a, I think it's shin or calf, some sort of leg injury mm-hmm. that he's gonna end up probably needing surgery on after this year. But like he hurt it like early this year, but he chose not to. He's been playing through an injury. Um, so I know Chris Jones has been having a really good off or playoff. So they're gonna have to get pressure. Um, they're gonna have to corral hurts. But I just think like too many weapons, just too fundamentally sound. I think they can just beat you so many different ways that it's just gonna be a long day. I mean, yeah. But again, I'm never. I'm not going to count them out because it's the Chiefs. I thought the Bengals were going to take care of them. <clears throat> they didn't. Um, so we'll see. Now, do you? Is it worry you at all that the Eagles haven't really been tested at all? Where the Chiefs have have had to gone through, go through uh, Cincy and uh, Jacksonville. You know, it it really doesn't change how I see. The Eagles, because I just felt like, well, they weren't challenged as much as Kansas City was in the playoffs. It really just meant they get to stay healthy for the most part. You know what I mean? They didn't have to show their hand. Like, Kansas City really had to show their hand against Cincinnati there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they actually had to pull out all the stops to get a close victory against them. And, Mm -hmm. like, Philly, I mean, it's not like they played bad teams this year. I mean. But just recently. Yeah. The, but the Giants weren't bad this year. You know, the Giants, surprisingly, I feel like the Giants were probably in the upper echelon of teams yeah, for the majority I mean, of the year. They had a they, bad... They handled them. Yeah. They, they handled them, though, like three <laughs> times in a row. Yeah. That's I thing. think that was just a bad matchup on all sides, but... But we... Yeah. <laughs> I will say we can probably both agree, though, that the AFC is a lot better than the NFC. Mm-hmm. We could say that, right? Yeah. Just from a team and talent perspective. It's a quarterbacks thing. Did, That's the biggest thing in the NFL is quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, the AFC is like a gauntlet now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, with Brady retiring and Rogers probably leaving the Packers, and there's a decent chance I've been hearing a lot of more AFC teams trying to get him than NFC. I yeah. mean, quite frankly, <laughs> are any quarterbacks in the NFC? I mean, the, the, <laughs> just yeah, Fields much, conference. Jalen Hurts is going to be probably be the number one. Yeah, I mean, there's Prescott, Kirk Cousins. <sighs> Brock wow. Purdy, I guess. Oh no, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. It's quite. About, Jared Goff might be end up being the best passer in the NFC next year. I still think Hertz is better. No, I, I think, think passer I, though. I think Hertz is a better quarterback, but I think Goff puts up better passing numbers because Hertz doesn't well, throw the ball nearly as much. Yeah. Um. I don't think Goff has a better arm. I just think. Yeah. Hertz runs the ball more. I uh try to think who else. I mean Kyler Murray. <laughs> he's in Arizona next year. Little midget. No, uh, he's hurt. He tore his ACL. Yeah, but I mean he'll be back. Who knows um, if he'll be he won't be as athletic though, maybe. You never know with that guy. True. ACL injury on a smaller. Um, I man. mean, you gotta think like no, I was, I'm thinking an AFC team. There's just probably going to be a bunch of rookie rookies. Yeah. Derek Carr, I know, has been rumored that he's might be going to like the Saints. Well, so, I feel like that's just that's a match made in hell. Like that's not. That's but just, he. But if we're just talking passing, if we're just talking from pure per, per passing and mm-hmm. just numbers perspective, like he's up right up there. Yeah. I just um, think. We're we're look we're looking at the dark age of the NFC right now. Yeah, like we're staring down the barrel. This is probably Philadelphia's conference for. But the I mean, really, honestly, it's. I mean, it's almost like a I fear like a middle of the pack team. Though. Like this is a time where you can honestly make up some ground because mm-hmm. it's it's wide open right now over there. Yeah, I say especially for a team like, I think. Seattle can if they if no offense to Geno Smith, but if they put a package together for Rogers, like they'll, you a solid they're gonna ride with Geno. I like either this, they'll ride with him or they're gonna draft a guy. They're not gonna go after Rogers. I don't know. I don't think I don't really see them going. I see. I think the Jets are really gonna push for Rogers this year. The Jets always stink, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah I can't even think of any teams that would be good next year. Maybe what. Atlanta, 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 together. Atlanta, Carolina weren't too bad this year. No, they weren't bad. I don't know what Tampa's going to do. They got a bunch of guys that are old and. Contracts. I think they're going to they're going to rebuild. I think this this I mean, is you're going to blow watch, it gonna, up. Yeah, they're they're going to we're going to watch them purposely start the worst quarterback they can in Kyle Trask. Well, do you draft a quarterback if you're Tampa this year? No, not this year. Because you your picks too low. Your picks too low for any of the good ones. Well, I so mean, so you wait. You wait for next year and hope to get Caleb Williams. I think you wait till next year to try to get Williams or possibly another guy because Williams, there's Williams, uh, mm-hmm. May. Yep. Possibly, depending on. I mean, we're just making pure. Ride. I think is Quinn Ewers up next year. Yes, he will be. Uh, Carson Beck. Be. Carson Beck's a junior yeah. this year. Um, um, I still think this year's draft class is very deep. I think this is 
But I just think after I think the you first can find two, some. Well, I think you can find some hidden gems. And we're going to talk about this with the combine stuff. We'll mm-hmm. kind of. This is kind of like an NFL-esque hybrid show today, but like I think we is... might as we might as well just move into the combines after talking about yeah. this. We're talking quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, oh, but, all right. So before we do though, because yeah, put a pause on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your final score prediction? Final score prediction is I'm going to go twenty-eight to twenty-one Eagles over Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes does an interception with two minutes left to ice the game. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. 31 to 23. Okay. Okay. I think Chiefs just Eagles get a late stop. Eagles get a stop late when the mm-hmm. Chiefs have the ball. I it really feels like it tends to be how it usually is. Although it's all stat. So there have been two other instances where the number one offense takes on the number one defense. Mm-hmm. And the last two times, the average margin of victory, I think, is um I know the defense is one. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna stop you right there and say I know the defense yeah. is one. So the Bucks, the Bucks. Um, hold on a second. I just want to see. I'm gonna do. It was 40, 48, 21. That what's? Yeah, and then the um, 2013, the Broncos lost 48 to three or 48 to three against. The, um, yeah, forty-three. Mi- no, it was forty-three minus eight. Okay. So the average margin of victory is thirty-one. Yeah. In favor of the defensive team. Mm-hmm. So we've seen. So these defenses have controlled these offenses. And let's not make mistake it. Like Philly's offense is just as capable. So yeah. this is why I think. Well, I mean, but I think Mahomes is good enough to yeah. keep this in check. Like, because I think those it's a kind of an out of um, context stat too, though, because he kind of ignores the fact that. Well, like, it's good know, on good, you know. Like the like that um, that Bucks Raiders game, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Tampa knew <laughs> the Raiders playbook because they had their head coach. They score. Yeah, they did two one. <laughs> and then in 2013, the Broncos just completely collapsed in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, if you don't remember the first but, play I mean, of the that game was lit- a snap 20 feet over Manning's head for a safety. Like it was just an that's omen. How Steelers freaking. That's how that Steeler game a couple of years ago against the Browns happened. I mean, that's yeah. Like set us back. I mean, I mean, honestly, if you really want to look at next step for, I mean, that COVID year when the Bucks played the Chiefs. I mean, that Bucks defense. I mean, just could sh- just mm-hmm. I don't even know what the word is, but like, I mean, they just blew up Casey's offensive out. line. They just didn't choked out that offensive line. They disrupted mm-hmm. Mahomes, didn't give him any time. They shut down Kelsey. Like they did everything. Like I think the Eagles are gonna do. Like this has a chance. Like I'm saying 31-23 because I think Mahomes is good enough. And the Philly secondary gives me 
worrisome a little bit sometimes. But <laughs> this has the I mean this this does I this could honestly be like a twenty seven to ten game. I yeah, mean I was gonna say Nadamik and Sue is also on this team. Yeah. <laughs> you got Fletcher Cox, you got Brandon uh Graham, you got Nadamik and Sue, you got I mean Jordan Davis rotates him, he doesn't play much. I mean I'm trying to think who else is on that defense. They got good players. I'm, I don't. I don't want to go too deep into this. Oh, place. Hassan, Hassan, uh, Hassan Reddick. Yeah, uh, he leads. He like leads the league in quarterback pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they have dudes, and I think that's yeah. what they're going to give that line fits. So this ha- I'm saying thirty one twenty three. This feels like it could be a twenty seven ten game. I would not be surprised if it's a blow. Just say, put it out there. Okay. Wouldn't be surprised. Would not be. Surprised. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make one. That's your bold prediction for the game, but um, my bold prediction is uh, Kansas City runs Philly special on Philly. That that plays so old. I mean, everyone <laughs> does it now. It's so yeah, it's, it's the Super Bowl. Doesn't matter. They'll run it, and guess what? They'll probably make it too. Yeah. You know, All they'll right. have Kelsey. So we'll move home. on. Yeah, right. Well, they do that that shovel pass anyway. Yeah. All right, we'll move on, though. There's our Super Bowl preview. Um, Did you have the – we'll move on here to uh, quarterbacks, notable ones Mm -hmm. to the combine. I know you had a site pulled up. Yep. Did you want to display it? Yeah, I'll I'll just display it for you so we can both see everything. I had a tweet that I saved – it just had the list of guys. Um, hold on. Hold on. Can you see the screen or? Here, I just shut it. I'll add it to the stream. Okay, there we go. There we go. So, we'll start from the here, top. I mean, here, I got a. It's all fifteen guys. Let me make sure we got it. Who's that? Tyler Bajant from Shepherd. Smaller school. I'm just trying to see. Because I have. Oh, there it is. Okay. So we'll start with uh, Stequavius Bennett. Just start before. at the top. Just start at the yep. top. I mean, do we know who this, this guy We. This is Tyler Bajant uh, from Shepherd. Um, he'll be a seventh round pick. We'll yeah, well, as far as I could tell, the reason he's being invited was a as a thrower, not really okay. a um, serious candidate. But we'll move on to our first real one: uh, Stequavius Bennett the fourth. Yeah, uh, we're not going. We won't. Don't go. We won't do everybody. We'll we'll just do some notable guys. Yeah, yeah, just the bigger top players. But I mean, what is what is there to say about Stequavius? Um, he's a he's a baller. Uh, if you put him in. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of just like a gunslinger, doesn't really care mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Um, I think his arm is a little um, – it's not where you want it to be, I think, from an NFL ta- standpoint. Um, he does have a tendency sometimes to, and His arm strength took a big step forward this year, mm-hmm. but I still think he has a tendency to underthrow guys a little bit where they got to come back to the ball more as just leading them on like deep shots. So – but um, 
I think this is going to be a big te- big showing for him to see, especially after the public intoxication thing. Like, where's his is his mind right? Like, is he going to come out here and ball? Let's just see how he does. I think this is like a kind of like I mean, because we all keep saying it, like a Brock Purdy esque thing where, mm-hmm. um. If you put, I mean, again, this goes for any but quarterback though. Like, if you put him in the right, if you get to the right system, and he gets a shot, you never know. Yeah, I mean, he wins. I mean, he's a winner in college, two-time match, back-to-back national champ. I mean, there's nothing really else to say. Like, Stetson Bennett, he's yeah, he's I one think, of the more mobile quarterbacks in this class, though. I will say, like, he I, is I very say. mobile. Yeah, I do like Bennett's mobility, but he does have a couple of knocks on him. The biggest thing being his arm isn't isn't as talented as a couple of the guys. Who, In his size, mm-hmm, his size, he's a little bit smaller and he's a little bit skinnier too. If you look at him, he's kind of a thin fellow. So, um, I I think he'll probably end up going in the sixth round. Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest thing knocking him though is I don't think any team is gonna want to put their full foot forward on him right just because of his age his size his height well i mean hendon hooker's 25 so he's projected but i think he'll really end up going he's a projected day late day one day two guys so i feel like that's crazy i i really i don't i don't see him going that high i feel like that's pre-draft buzz you know it's the same thing as uh, the bears i've heard the titans like him did you see that the bears (laughs) and anthony richardson i thought that was <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll move on. We'll see. All right, um, we'll move on. Malik, uh, this uh, is uh, sorry, Malik, Malik Cunningham. Anything to say? I don't. I I don't I don't buy the hype with him at all. I don't think he, he gets drafted. If he does, it's a late draft, like six pick, six round. Mm-hmm. He's a late. He's a day three guy. If he does, I, he doesn't. He was mediocre in college. I mean, he's like a Lamar Jackson esque quarterback, mm-hmm. where he's. Run, kind of run happy, throw it too. But, like, I just – I don't see what he has. I mean, he's fast. Yeah. He's very mobile. Yeah. But he – from if you just – I mean, a winning perspective, a lot more losses than wins. I don't know. I, I don't buy the looking, hype in him. If you're looking at Cunningham, you're looking at him as a backup to a guy. So, like, I, I think he – You know what I'm going to say, yeah. Learning, so. getting under – Maybe getting used, getting reps, learning the system. Sprite, if, I mean, if you saw I mean, this right now, he's going to hate what I'm about to say. I do not think he'll ever be a real starter in the league, but I think he can be a very good backup to te- a team that has like a Lamar Jackson or a Kyler Murray. As a yeah. guy who could just step like in. Like a for Tyler Huntley esque. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Tyler Huntley is a pro bowler, so. I mean. Ooh, Max Duggan. Max Duggan. <laughs> um, oh, he's not. I, I mean, I, this is. He's really hurt his draft stock from. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have a very good senior bowl. Um, he, uh, he's really. It's his last couple games in college did not help him. I mean, but I mean, he's he's a good quarterback, mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. has a good arm but i mean again this is like another bat i think he's more i he yeah I mean, he's gonna be more of a backup-esque yeah um practice squad guy no offense i, don't to know, him. I mean that's squad. cool i, just, I think I just he's don't... better 
I think he's good enough to be like a backup or a third stringer. Yeah, but most third stringers end up getting down to the practice squad. Well, I mean, I, that's not a, that's not a hate thing to say. I mean, it's still pretty impressive no. to even be that far. But I just don't think, like I said, with um, uh, Cunningham and Bennett, I just don't think a team is really going to put their full trust in him ever. Yeah. Just, yeah. But we'll move on. Uh, anything to say about Jake Hayner? Jake Hayner, uh, Senior Bowl MVP right here. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I, he's a, I've heard, I know from what I've watched a little bit, I know he, he has a he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. They, he won a lot at Fresno. Um, but, I mean, these are just guys I think are – I mean, you just want to say backups because – that's, that's what I most really quarterbacks see. come out of the draft as, though. I mean, that's not. And yeah, unless you're like a top, these guys are going to be like they're going to have to find like a good fit, mm-hmm. um, and they're really just going to have to bust their butt and try to just get those reps. Yeah. Um, you you want to carve out a spot on a roster for yourself, right? Especially sure. if if you're a Jake Hayner kind of guy, right? And you're not yeah. projected to go first round, but you are not one of the four guys who we really need to talk about when it comes to drafting quarterbacks this year. But um, yeah. if you're not one of those four, you really just need to go crazy and prove to a team, hey, I can hold a clipboard well. Listen, some of these guys in these later rounds get drafted to the better fits than some of those yeah. early guys. So, I mean, just because you're a first-rounder, let's not remember – like, let's not forget, like, just because you're a first-rounder does not mean you're automatically just going to be a stud. Like – some of the better guys come in the late rounds, like yeah. So Prescott and yeah, guys like that. Yeah, Brock yeah. Purdy. I mean, Brock I mean, Purdy. We keep saying the same. And Mister Irrelevant. Like, find a good fit, and when you get your shot, don't mess it. This guy's a bust. Get him out. I don't care. Get him out. <laughs> so I don't want to see it. Jaron Holt. No, no. He, if he gets drafted, I've heard Tennessee likes him a lot. He's been in contact with him. If Tennessee, I wonder I think, why. Honestly, though, it's not a bad fit. They need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. They need some mm-hmm. sort of re, the jump start to that offense. Yeah. Um, I think he's Malik or Malik Hooker. I say the same Hooker. thing with Cunningham. It's Hennon Hooker, yeah. I think no, Hennon Hooker is a way better quarterback than Malik Cunningham. <laughs> Hennon Hooker. No, no, but a, I was saying I messed up and called him Malik oh, yeah, Hooker right, at first. Yeah. No, Hennon Hooker. <laughs> I, he has a cannon of an arm. Mm-hmm. He's he's. I would like to see him be a little more mobile. What we'll see because he just had the he's had healing or uh, healing up from the ACL tear. Um, but if he can continue to do build off what he was doing at Tennessee, I mean, he has a real shot to be a real successful guy. I still think he's going to be like a day two guy. Yeah. Like, I still think he's going to find a good fit. And even if he sits out a year, like this is a kind of guy I feel like is going to possibly sit out a year. Let's can continue to re- rehab, get to full health, and then he's going to come out when he's he's going to get a shot, and I think he's going to capitalize on. It. I think it's a fifty-fifty. I think it just depends because he's in the combine, but he's not going to be doing everything because of the injury. So I don't think he's going to do really. He can't. I don't think yeah. he's, he's just started throwing though. Mm-hmm. He's been throwing. There's videos of him throwing from like a knee and stuff, which is a That's big like, step forward. From I mean, it's yeah, an ACL tear. Yeah, exactly. But I just don't think this combine is really going to help him all that much. 
So, well, I mean, a lot of these guys, some of the guys pick and choose what they're going to do, and then they go mm-hmm. to the pro day and do something else. Yeah, Let's not forget because and some guys do both. So, but I'm just, I'm just saying because of his injury, he's kind of limited yeah. when it comes to this stuff. So I think depending on what his physical looks like before the yeah. time, I think that's really what's going to come down to. Because like, if he takes a physical, and the NFL doctors are like, stay away from this man. He'll fall to day three, but I think if they're like, it's not too serious, he's going to be all right, it, he might miss the first two months of the season or whatever, and then he can start, but he can learn the playbook, I think he can very much go day two, like a third-round pick to Tennessee, maybe. Mm-hmm. be funny, though, if he stayed in the same state, crazy. For sure. That's probably also helped sell tickets. <laughs> oh, God. I, so, I don't know. Uh, before you get into this, I want to huddle up two of these guys together. It will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Hold on. I, I want to pull up a mock draft. I'm just going to pull up a recent mock draft. Continue to talk. Okay. I want to see where these guys are falling right now. So, because I think Will Levis and Anthony Richardson both fit the same mold as a guy who people are really attached to the potential rather than what we've actually yeah. seen. Because everybody wants Josh Start Allen. Start looking at physical traits. Physical everybody, traits. Yeah, everybody wants Josh Allen. Everybody wants Patrick Mahomes. So everybody is looking for these things where they're like, oh, they show flashes. They could become this. And I just don't know if either of these guys are, really have the makings of an NFL quarterback. Like, uh, I just I just don't yeah. know. Especially well, – like, so I... Go ahead. I don't know. Well, at least with Levis, I think you can kind of see it in a couple games more than Richardson because Richardson has throws, and then he'll follow up a throw with the worst throw you'll ever see, where he'll overthrow a guy by forty yards, and you'll see, you'll be like, "Who did he even see there?" I think if you're comparing those those, those two, Levis, I think is a Levis gets the nod just because I think from a quarterback position perspective mm-hmm. he's a better better pocket passer yeah um he's a pass thrower first not a run first um kind of guy i, I think mm-hmm. he makes decisions he kind of got caught this year with i know he got caught with the injury bug a lot lack of weapons lack of protection it was just kind of like a bad year um but he's so physically gifted mm-hmm. i think like he's projected right now in this mock draft from CBS, um, it has C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young going to two, and then Will Levis going three to the Panthers, um, and then actually it has you know Anthony Richardson going what to Detroit. Actually, right now has him going to Tampa. Oh, that's the nineteenth. Oh, that's you. Yeah, Dylan is a upset. big time Bucks fan. Steeler fan. I would. Oh my god! But that's your guy. Come on, that's his. Come on. Not like I'm going to be how Gator fans were when Winston was the starting quarterback out here. The kids came up doing the craziest things. He doesn't do anything at all. But (laughs) so I think the thing is with Levis. I think if, for say, the Panthers draft him, I think that's actually the perfect scenario possible for him. Because mm-hmm. he'll he'd be in a position where they got they got they got some weapons, you know what I mean? Like they have mm-hmm. there's guys in front of you who have experience too. Like he'll have Sam Darnold there too to 
kind of yeah. be like a kind of guy who can be like, I was a top five pick in the draft. I can kind of help you guide yourself through that immense hype under you when you might not be ready for it. Yeah. I do think it's weird this year than any other year. I feel like, cause this year's like top, like five teams and stuff. Like they're not like terrible teams. They're mm-hmm. just like a couple missing pieces away. So, well, there's, there's one really bad team um, at the top in the Texans. And that's, well, you know, actually, I mean, rest. to be honest with you, I mean, the Texans, but I mean, the Texans, they didn't have John Menchie at all last year because he was recovering from his cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, I mean, they were stuck with Davis Mills all year. I mean, it's hard to win when you got him at quarterback. Um, I think, I mean, they're going to project it to get Bryce Young right now. So, like, I mean, and they they got a new coach coming in, Debika Ryans, who's really good defensively. There looks like they're locked about to lock up Cliff Kingsbury as an OC. Like, I, there's some something brewing in Houston. Like, they're, I mean, these aren't bad, like, super bad teams. So, I just, I don't know if Houston, because the there's only, moments, I think the only, there's, there's things to be excited about, and then you really look at the whole roster, and you go, they're going to suck next year, too. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's not going to be a one-year turnaround. No. They're better than the Bears. The Bears stink. The Bears are bad. And <laughs> Bears are bad. Justin Fields is bad. Don't be surprised. I've heard, don't be surprised. The Bears will because draft you were gonna, the You were going to get the fury of the city of Chicago after you by saying Justin Fields is bad. Even Listen, though, as a former Chicago off resident. Re- off, off the record, I, I completely agree with you. I, could, I do not think Justin Fields is anywhere as good as Bears fans make him out to be. He is not a franchise quarterback yet. Maybe he can become one. But um, when you have more than one game this year where you threw under 100 yards and you completely looked lost 90% of the game, I don't think you can say, yeah, that's our guy. That's what worries me with Anthony Richardson. And we'll talk about yeah. him here in a second. But like that's what worries me. He's just going to be a run kind of guy first. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get caught. He's going to get himself hurt because yeah. he's going to want to just run all the time. But we'll see. Next. Uh, like... I've heard sneaky. This is a sneaky pick. I've heard like whoever mm-hmm. gets this guy. He wasn't bad. Stanford was just bad in general, but wasn't terribly stat wise. Um, well, because David I've Shaw was just not a great head this... coach. Part of it is why. Yeah. I mean, it's... yeah, you get kind of caught with an archaic system. But I've heard David, like this David is a guy that also came with Stanford, and yeah. he's not great, but like he is a NFL quarterback. Like I, he'll be in the league for many years. Yeah, this is a guy I've heard is whoever picks him up, um, they're gonna be pleased. Like he's gonna be a solid guy to be around. He's mm. gonna be a. He has all the intangibles. Um, just a good pickup, but he's gonna be a later. I think an early day three guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I see. Uh, Tanner McKee, you are a patriot. Uh, Aiden, Aiden O'Connell. I really um, haven't heard too much about him in a while now. This feels like a late day three guy to me. Um, yeah. Good, good thrower of the ball. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a. He's going to be like. Picked up third stringer. Um, see where he goes from there. 
Yeah, I agree with you there. I just I I think he's gonna be up to one of those guys who has to work his butt off to get out of training camp. Mm-hmm. Our favorite guy. Ha. <laughs> well, we kind of been talking about him. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard not to. Can't can't have an arm. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the most gifted, physically gifted quarterbacks in this class. Six five, just a little over two hundred pounds. Just can run like a gazelle. Has a cannon of an arm, but just boneheaded decisions. Too mm-hmm. much, too much bad, rather than too many good. Just too, too much inconsistency, inconsistency from this guy. Um, if and, 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 and it's it's just a risk. I mean, it's it's what the draft is. It's you gotta go big or go home. And this is kind of like one of those guys. It's gonna be a. This is like those boomer. This is like the boomer bust kind of guy. Um, because you know he's gonna get. He's good enough where he's gonna get drafted. Where he's gonna be a, a probably a day one starter, if yeah. not coming earlier in the. He's gonna come in at some point in his first year. Um. But. It's just he's got to get more consistent when he's throwing the ball, mm-hmm. and he can't he can't just panic. He panics too much in the pocket where it's like, oh shoot, let me just run. Um, yeah, he's got to be able to just get through his reads and progressions, and just okay, let me find the guy. Let me not force it. If yeah. it's not there, live to throw it another day. I think the biggest thing to add on to that is whoever drives him needs to work on his mechanics because he loves to overthrow guys like in every spot on the field too. It's not just a, Oh, he overthrows, um, you know, side, like sideline throws. It's like, no, he will overthrow a guy wide open down the middle. Like just, I don't know if he puts too much on it or whatever, but I'm, cause I'm not a mechanics guy, but it's obvious when you watch him that he does need a coach who can sit down so if he ended up in a place where there's a quarterback coach with a lot of years of experience who can help him, I think maybe because it's always a gamble when with these kind of guys, but they could build something over time. But like if he ended up in Houston or Chicago or like Detroit, I think oh well, gosh, that'd be a nightmare for him. No, he'll like go. He, he's he not going to go that early. He'll be a later guy. Where I think he's going to fall in a decent system. Mm-hmm. It's just what he does from there. Um, I keep seeing videos of him like working out and going through like drills and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're just loving all of it. Um, but I mean, I was, I always just, I always come back to this game. But like the Georgia game this year, he missed, I want to say like three or four throws that if they hit, it's a totally different yep. ball game. Like he had probably two guys for touchdowns that he missed wide open. He had the one connected ball that he didn't miss, and they scored a touchdown. Like he missed a couple ones that it, they're if they they're caught like it's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he just again that's just like what you were saying. There's too much inconsistency from him. Um, I was saying needs to be more consistent. It's it's like it's like a it's like Russian roulette with Anthony Richardson at times, right? Because yeah. you turn on one you game, never know, you never you know. You never know what you're going to get. It each play is a different story. <laughs> but I say, like, if you turn on the Utah tape, right? You're like, okay, I can see all the talent. But then you turn on, I don't know, Kentucky. Like, you're like, this, these are two. Go the next week. I say, you turn on the first quarter and the third quarter of the Florida State game, and you're like, 
oh, this guy's extremely talented, or this guy missed 12 throws in a row. I mean, even if you look at the Utah game, his passing yards weren't even that high. No. He ran the ball. He ran all over Utah. And Utah's defense wasn't very good this year. They were I, they were expected to be better than they were. But, yeah, I mean, each – you never know what you're going to get with him. So if he a, can yeah. get consistent, just, that's just going to be the big – that's going to be the big question mark with him. It's just can he – because the physical traits are there. It's just, mm-hmm. can he stay consistent enough where he's going to be able to carve out a career? You know? Yeah. I just, we'll, we'll, we'll get to see on draft day, right? And that, that was our thoughts on the day one, yeah. on the week one Heisman. Mm-hmm. All righty. How many more do we have here? I think there's only two big ones we need to talk about. Okay. So I think with these two, I mean, we honestly, you can just talk about it now. Yeah. Who's after this? We'll go back up here. Who is after this? I don't think he's Dorian Thompson Robinson, late. Uh, he'll get drafted. Uh, sneaky sixth or seventh round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be a sneaky backup quarterback where he's going to be like there. If you need a solid backup, he'll be that guy. Yeah. Next. All right. We'll just go. Who else is that? Clayton Toon. Uh, same Don't thing, Clayton Toon. So, yeah. Probably undrafted. Uh, next. Yep. And all right, so one. who's after? Uh, is, all right, so we'll just talk about So Bryce Young and uh, CJ Stroud, mm-hmm. they back and forth they go for who's going to be the number one overall pick. Um. Uh, on the mock draft I had pulled up, it had Stroud going number one, Young yeah. going two. So there would be their flip-flop however you want it. Um, personally, I think Stroud, if I think Young's a better quarterback from, from, I think actually, you know what? I'm going to say Bryce Young's a better quarterback. I I would like, I would have Young over Stroud. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, if you want to get technical, how the scouts do, like, um, how Young's a little smaller in size than Stroud is. Um, I think a little, a little bit Stroud because. I think small. That's a kind of an understatement with how tiny Bryce Young really is. Sets a minute taller than him. Yeah, put that out for everybody. I was gonna say they had a side by side, and Bryce Young might be half an inch taller than Nick Saban, and Nick Saban is five six. So he Um, is small, but he can. He's a hell of a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, he's five ten, five eleven. That's no, he's not. Yeah, he is. That that is definitely he's not that, tall. that is I'm Alabama doing their best. You were talking about Bryce Young. I say because they had oh, the no. side by side. They had the side by side with um Kyler Murray, and he was like the exact same height as Kyler Murray when he had his cleats on. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he's he's small. He's he's not a big guy, which has well, his yeah. ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I'm trying to find it. Yeah. One second. So who do you like? Let's hear it. Mm-hmm. Let's hear the. Uh, what do you like about him? What I like about Bryce Young. Yeah, like who do you like more? Well, I I like Stroud a little bit more because the size and I think 
he even though he didn't show off his mobility much in college, that game against Georgia where he mm-hmm. really did have a chance to show it off, I think he does have some speed on him. He has some wheels. I think in the long term, I think Stroud is a better prospect. I think if I was drafting today think- between the two, I would probably take Stroud but primarily because I'm just scared of Bryce Young when it comes to with how tiny he is and how skinny he is, I would just be terrified of him getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Especially if I'm a team at the top who probably has a poor offensive line. I like, I mean, I think he's good enough where he's mobile enough and he has a strong enough arm where I don't think injury or height's going to really play a big factor because we've seen smaller quarterbacks like Russell Wilson and Drew Brees mm-hmm. like pave out good careers. Like, so he's tall enough where he's not going to have issue. Like, I mean, he th- he was fine at Bama. I mean, in the SEC, is probably the best pre NFL talent you're going to see. Um, so I think he he'll, he'll be fine from there. Um, will he have a couple balls batted down? Sure, everyone does, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think he'll it just depends on who's gonna go where because and how you how your or how you play well, I guess there and like are you able to have success because you know you're not gonna go to a good team mm-hmm. from a depth wise to a winning winning percentage wise like you're gonna you're you're going there to try to change the culture try to get that team back on the map. So like these guys are winners in college and stuff. If I would, I mean, I'd rather have young if I was starting a team with mm-hmm. Stroud, but Stroud showed a lot. And just from that peach bowl where he might change your mind. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, how like all their individual drills and their times and all that fun stuff separates each other. But um, I honestly think it doesn't really matter from a, draft spot wise because they're either going to go one or twos or threes two or yeah. so all right i just think if he if right bryce young in chicago would be a nightmare no i think Chicago's going to get a no, defensive not, guy yeah they're not going quarterback i just think you know nightmare scenario bryce young is in chicago they'll, he gets sacked they, every single play they'll draft a quarterback it'll be a day two day three guy I think they'll wait till next year. I think they'll we'll wait see. just because, just because they're gonna give the Fields experiment another year. Well, then they need to draft receivers and stuff. Oh no, they got Chase Claypool. They're fine. Hey, they can have him. <laughs> All right, Come let's on. get on to the notable right. news from the past week. So, well, some notable uh, college football news. Um, mm-hmm. Some coordinators got hired. Ooh. I almost said it. I did. Tommy Reese. And uh, who's mm-hmm. the other guy? Uh, Kevin Steele. Yep. We're just hired as Bama's new offensive and defensive coordinators. Tommy Reese coming from Notre Dame, and uh, Kevin Steele's coming from Miami. Yep. Kevin Steele, notable former Auburn defensive coordinator. Um, so you know what else? Um, is I don't know about how. I, I just a quick to add to that. Uh, Kevin that? Steele is who the Auburn boosters kicked out Gus Malzahn for. They wanted Kevin Steele to be their next head coach. And they got Brian Hart or uh, Brian Harson instead. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Now he's a Bama oh, yeah. defensive coordinator. Funny how the world works, yeah. man. 
We'll see if he's able to um, fix a Bama defense that honestly was not very good at all last year. They were they struggled all year. They got Dallas Turner coming back and some other guys like Cooley McKinstry coming mm-hmm. back, but I still think they. I mean, they're pulling in a really good 2023 class coming into this year. So yeah, we'll see if it helps. But they have struggled on the defensive side, so. Um, I still don't know who they're going to have a quarterback next year. Um, uh, is it Milton? That kid? Milrow? Milrow, yeah, sorry. I don't think Milrow will start. I think somebody else will start. Mm. Um, but we'll see from there. Um, some notable uh, signees from the most recent National Signing Day class. Uh, Jalen Rashada signed with Arizona State. Um, last name Lions, tight end from Cali, signed with USC. He's a four-star tight end. Mm-hmm. I know Georgia was in on him. I think Bama was in on him. Um, like he was one of those really good guys, but goes to USC. Big pickup there for Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of so many other news. Uh, so there's the college expansion news. The Oh yeah, so I saved I saved oh, some you... stuff actually in my Twitter feed. Okay. Did you want to go or so here I'll just well I'll say the one. Okay. The, so the Big Twelve officially released or is allowing Oklahoma and Texas to leave a, a year early to go to the mm-hmm. SEC. So they'll be in the SEC starting in twenty twenty four. They'll have yep. to end up paying the Big Twelve though a hundred million dollars, I believe, for leaving early. Nothing though for them. Yeah. Um and then to counter that, Pac twelve is struggling to find a TV rights deal, it looks like. This mm-hmm. is from a tweet from a necessary roughness barstool account. Uh and if new commissioner uh Kalibakov overvalued what the league would receive and the Big Twelve is receiving much more interest. This is appears to be heading towards a Pac twelve receiving less money than they planned. Um what I would say to that is it's because nobody's up mm-hmm. watching your games. Yeah. Um, and you have two of your biggest brands leaving yeah. to go to the Big Ten. So that's But the one thing I did want to add to that is before, from what I was reading, before they would sign a new deal, they're looking to add uh, San Diego State and SMU, which I actually think would be really good pickups because adding the Dallas market – to possibly being a part of the Pac-12 could be tremendously helpful in getting a television deal done, especially if they were looking to re-up with Fox again. Because, you know, Fox is headquartered out of Dallas, so working with them would be great. And San Diego State, just because how many people live in Southern California and you're losing your two biggest Southern California teams. So adding San Diego State, which as far as I... You know, I don't live in Southern California, but as far as I know, San Diego State would be the third largest football fan base down there behind USC and UCLA when it comes to local teams. I think that's a really good pickup for them if they actually mm-hmm. land those before a TV deal. I would agree there. Um, I mean, obviously, there are no USC or UCLA, but... Obviously, yeah. Um, You'll see a lot of those it'll in the be wild. Yeah, I saw a um a thing going around for the SEC like 
they were going to try to do like a uh, a nine conference schedule mm-hmm. where they'll do three permanent teams and six rotationals. Yeah. Um, and I saw, I think for Georgia, it was one list I saw. It was like Auburn, Florida, and South Carolina. Um, I mean, South those Carolina? are usually that we always play South Carolina. I mean, those are always that's a big time. I mean, it's a bigger rivalry between the two. Um, and those are really our three main SEC rivals. I would say, is that probably um, though? Because if they were going to do what holding on to rivalries, because they, there's so many teams that would get like trapped, right? Because like Alabama has to play Auburn, Tennessee, and LSU. Well, I mean, you play yeah. them all the time anyway. Last they all, they play each other all the time anyway. But well, that's, that's like Georgia that... plays those three teams anyway all year. Mm-hmm. No, what I'm saying is that like because with the rotational with three permanent ones is because you're trying to hold on to yearly rivalries, mm-hmm. which is why Florida Georgia would be held on to, and Auburn Georgia like those. You know what I mean? You can't take those out. Those you know those are permanent parts of the SEC scheduling. Like I would yeah. imagine, what like. Tennessee Vanderbilt would probably be forced, stuff like that. It, I think it comes down to the uh, ADs voting on it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. There's if anything happens. I don't think anything like that will happen till after this year. Yeah. So, although it'll probably happen sooner than we think, actually, because they got to get the schedule out about a year, year early, right? So. Well, yeah, they usually come out like a little bit towards like the fall for next year's schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we'll see. Um, right. I think that's all the news we have. I think it's time to move on to the moment of the show. Alrighty, so Everybody's the main event. If you're still hanging around here, make sure you're subscribed <laughs> and liked in the video. Yes, please. I mean, we credit you for staying around. Um, so we'll try to make this short and sweet. Our top five coaches at the moment. Uh, do you want to just go back and forth? Yeah, we'll go back and forth because I think we'll probably have number? some. Okay. Yeah, no, we'll probably have some of the same ones. So. Do you want to start easier number that one or number five? Start with number five. How about we start at one? Okay. Do we both? Who do you have at one? I got Kirby Smart. Okay, so do I. Kirby yeah. Smart. Clearly at the top of the game. Georgia runs the show mm-hmm. right now. Nothing else to say. Yeah. Who's your number two? I decided to keep Nick Saban. Okay. Uh, simply for the fact that obviously this year wasn't up to the Alabama standard. But when the Alabama standard is winning national championships and you still win 10 games and finish in the top five. I mean, mm-hmm. you finished with the best class again this year too. It's Alabama's Alabama, and Nick Saban's really the guy who's done it, even when he has a horrible offensive coordinator and bad defense. So I would keep him at number two. What did you I also I also have Saban at two, yep. so look at that. Again, we do not tell each other. Nope. <laughs> so. It's just pure coincidence. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Saban's still – I think he's still right there. He's still able to recruit at a high level. He's mm-hmm. still able to – find success even through all the coordinator uh all the coordinators going in and out it's it's kind of cool just it's kind of crazy to think how like successful someone can be a team can be when you have so much change 
going yeah. on. You know, normally you lose a coordinator and it might set you back a year or two. You know, the Alabama factory is not a big deal at all. Mm-hmm. It's expected. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> who's your, all right? I think this is when we start to see maybe a little difference. I think we maybe. will here too. All right. Who's your number three? I have Jim Harbaugh. Okay. So do I. Okay. <laughs> 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 I think we'll probably have the same reasons too. I mean, uh, he hasn't been able to recruit as good, but quite frankly, I mean, Ohio State has way better talent, and he still seems to beat the crap out of them twice now in a row. Yeah. Uh, he had to build up that program from pretty much rubble when he got there, and I think back-to-back Big Ten and college football playoff berths are pretty good. But I do think there is a mm-hmm. tier, right? Like Saban. Nick Saban, Kirby Smart at the top, then Jim Harbaugh. There's a clear difference between between Saban and Harbaugh. Yeah, I think it's Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. If you want to add Saban in there, you can. That's fine. I think at the moment, though, it's Smart, and then it's Saban in another tier mm-hmm. just below it. Yeah. And then it's Harbaugh and the rest. Um, but yeah, I agree. Harbaugh has been able to have fine success. Since that COVID year when they sucked, he's been able to find success, get win at a high level, beat your rival. But again, he's got to be, he just hasn't taken that next step, um, which is win a bowl game. He has one mm-hmm. bowl game win, I think, in his entire tenure. So he's got to be able yeah. to fix that. But from pure just recruiting, I think developmenting, just power run, like we're going to smash mouth football and we're going to find success. Like they run the Big Ten right now. So. Yeah. Who's your number four? I have Brian Kelly of LSU. Do you really? I have. I have. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh, dude. (laughs) We just have. I thought I was going to pull a fast one. No, no, no. I had Brian Kelly. (laughs) Hey. So. (laughs) So I'll, I'll give my reasoning before you give yours, just so we can. I think we'll have different reasonings a little bit. Um, I think people underestimate how hard of a job Notre Dame is to actually coach at because you are put at a severe um, academic requirement. So you don't, you're not able to recruit like Alabama or Georgia. So with him being able to do what he was at Notre Dame and then immediately take that success and move it right over to LSU, like there was not. Now he has that freedom of doesn't really have to worry about the academic. Exactly. And you got to see it these past two recruiting classes where, you know, at Notre Dame, he was a top 20 class guy. At LSU was a top 10 guy. You know what I mean? And with that upgraded talent, I could easily see Brian Kelly getting a national championship in the next five years. Like, I don't think that's a crazy future to look at. Now, he's never been able to win the big one, though. Mm -hmm. But I think part of that is talent. I think he was a talent deficit when he was at Notre Dame, but now that he's at LSU and that deficit has shrunk considerably, especially with the top. I mean, he beat Alabama and Nick Saban in his first year at LSU with not his players. That's true. And um, now we'll see what he does because this year it'll be at Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. He is, he got it. Granted, he got it at home this year. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's, you can clearly see, how good of a coach he is. Yeah. When you give him all of the extra, uh, like all the fun stuff that LSU brings to the table, better, 
better complexes, better facilities, mm-hmm. more room, more room academic wise. Like you're able a better area. You're in the South. You have any gold mine in Louisiana for football players. Like you don't have to worry about trying to steal people from the big 10 now. And, uh, the ACC, like you or mm-hmm. in any, in Notre Dame, like you're able to just run your state. Like, and let's, and, and it helps when there's not really another team. I mean, you have Tulane, I guess now in Louisiana, but even then, like you run that state the same way. They don't recruit like LSU does. No. So you're able to go out and, and then you got Texas right next door. Like you're able to go mm-hmm. and steal guys from there. Like he's doing a great job. And I think, yeah, he's going to, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the, the West again. I yeah, would not be neither. surprised at all. There's you, there's a lot of unknowns at Bama right now. We don't know who, how their coordinator is going to be, how the coordinator is going to be, who's going to be calling the plays. I mean, there's just a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of knowing what's happening at LSU. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think that's why we both have them at four. But I think this is going to be the one where you have a different one. I'm say, so what was your number I five? I have no idea. Well, what was yours? Well, I want you to go first because I've gone oh, first. I feel one. like we have the same. Okay. <laughs> we. Let's I see. had. I had Dabo Sweeney. I don't. Okay. Sweet. So I yeah. had Dabo Sweeney. Even all of his sh- shenanigans and weird, weird stuff he does, cringe stuff, he. <laughs> finds a way he still runs the ACC. Yeah. As I mean he's two national championships. He's been to the playoff what four or five times now? I think five times, yeah. Five times. I mean I mean honestly they didn't really have he was stuck with Uyunglele for two years. Mm-hmm. Still got to the still won the ACC title game last year. Um this past year, like, was still pretty much a get. If they didn't lose to South Carolina, they possibly could have snuck into the playoff. Just mm-hmm. think about that. Even how like bad of a year they had, they still almost made the playoff. Like he still runs the conference, and until somebody can prove him otherwise, prove me otherwise, like they're still up there. I mean, now FSU is going to give him a real hell of a shot this year because I think FSU be is the best team in the ACC. Yeah, I'll be in. I'll be in Clemson, South Carolina. But that again, is. FSU hasn't proven that they can beat Clemson yet. Recently, yeah. I mean, when was the last time they beat Clemson? Twenty fourteen. I mean, yeah. So that's we're closing Nine in years. on a decade. Yeah, closing almost. in on a decade. Like, I mean, you, you until they prove me otherwise, Clemson still runs the conference. Yeah, and he's he's still able to recruit at a high level. He needs his stubbornness not to use the transfer portal. Annoys me. Even though I hate Clemson, because this who doesn't, you know, like yeah. who doesn't? But so, I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen. Until he's still one of the best coaches, I still, I would, he's, I would have Day at six if I was going to put anybody. Okay. Just from a recruiting standpoint, he's not able to win the big game. But from a recruiting standpoint and just regular season winning, like he's fine. Mm-hmm. But Dabo is able to, he has the postseason pedigree. He has the regular season pedigree. Like he has all of that, but he, they need to have a better year this year. I will say. Yeah. This will be a big year for Clemson, especially because I think the ACC is a lot improved. You got FSU. You still have mm-hmm. Clemson. Cause I think Clemson's just going to be right up there. Cause now you got club Nick. He's going to get a full off season. Right. Under that offense. 
They're going to have a new offensive coordinator now. They got uh, – who did they just get? Uh, oh, crap. Who did they get? The TCU guys. Sonny – no, not Sonny. Uh, uh, Riley. Yeah, Garrett Riley. So they just got Garrett Riley. I think – I mean, their offense is going to be good this year. So – but you got – so. You still – but you have – yeah, but you have FSU who has all their guys coming back. You got NC State. We're going to see how um, – What's uh freaking uh, what's his name? Brendan uh, Armstrong mm-hmm. does there. Um, I think he's you still got, got Wake UNC. Forest. You yeah, UNC. UNC is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Pitt. I, I know Pitt's going to be a good team. Watch yeah. a sneaky team in the ACC. Um, yeah, we're going to see. Mm-hmm. ACC is going to be this is going to be a fun year this year because I feel like, and we'll talk about this more on the closer to the year. But like this is a. This I think this 2023 year has the chance to be one of a really good years because I think yeah there's not really aside from like Georgia because until someone can beat them they're still even if Why someone themselves? beats them they're still clearly at the top aside <laughs> from them like oh the Penguins just scored again four one anyway <laughs> aside from them like there's so much parity. Like there's not mm-hmm. no, all these teams are just clumped together. Talent is spread out everywhere. The transfer portal NIL is just making all these teams just quarterbacks are staying. Quarterbacks are going elsewhere. Like this is, this is going to be a fun year because now yeah. you got the ACC is good. Pac 12 is good. The big 12 has new teams coming in. Um, Cause you got the big Houston, 10 is Michigan and Ohio state. Big 10. Well, that's, that don't, that's not <laughs> Tulane's going to win the AAC now. Yeah. SEC is still loaded from top to bottom. Like, mm-hmm. fun year well, ahead. I don't know from top to bottom. I mean, they got some bad bottoms. Well, Florida, I know Florida's down there, but we don't need to talk about that. You're right. But Who is your number five? I had Luke Fickle. Okay. This is a new – this is a big yeah. one. This is not – this was not on my radar. So I, I think – I. <laughs> So I pick Luke Fickle because what he was able to do at Cincinnati is better than any group of five coach in the past decade, right? You know what I mean? As good as you um, know, UCF's Chris teams Peterman were. Was pretty, Chris Peterson was pretty good with Boise State. Yeah, but they never got to top five in the country. You know what I mean? They never went to How far the did they go when they play. won the FIA? When did they win? They won the well, Fiesta Bowl. I think around. they were number when – they, When they won the Fiesta Bowl, I think they were six. I think they finished six in the poll. I mean, but, they still beat um, a really good Oklahoma. No, they yeah, they did. But what what I what I mean by that is he was able to turn guys into NFL players. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was able to re- recruit really well at a place at Cincinnati that's in the American that doesn't really mean as much, right? You know, it's not a Power Five school, but he was able to make them competitive with Power Five schools. I mean, oh yeah, he win, took them to the playoffs. Win those games. He took them to the playoffs, and quite frankly. He was more competitive than more competitive than Oklahoma was against Bama the two years prior in his game against Bama last year. That game just got out of hand because they couldn't keep Ritter upright. I mean, they yeah. were just I I don't even know how many sacks there were like in the since it was, they just it wasn't Bama great. But the ball all over. They didn't they didn't they didn't get run off the field, you know what I mean? They still put together a pretty competitive game for, for their talent level. So I think with him going up to Wisconsin and now having resources, I think sky's the limit for Luke Fickle. I think the West is within reach. 
And I don't they, know he about... already coached the one. He... Yeah. Because I, the yeah, other I mean, this dropped out for some reason. I don't. But yeah, yeah, I that's sneaky one. I don't know if he's top five personally. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe late top ten. Yeah. I mean, I would if I would probably go after five. I would probably go day, and then probably Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at seven, and then eight probably. The, um. Uh, what's the, Chris Kleiman is his name mm-hmm. from Kansas State? Yeah. Um, Sunny Dykes is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you could say, I mean, I you know this is just neat one. It wouldn't be my top ten, but like Shane Beamer. That's not a bad one. That's not a bad That's one. Not a bad one. They just got a big time recruit. Actually, a signing day guy. They just got a big time guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Who. Um, and they got some guys coming back. I like they got something brewing in Columbia. Um, but I like Where, Beamer. Where's Sunbelt Billy? Uh, top fifty? Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. He's probably top thirty. I don't top know. Thirty. I don't know if you could say top thirty yet. I mean, maybe. I think top he's top four. fifty. I think he's top fifty for sure. But I think there's just other guys who have put 50. together <laughs> <It's> number fifty. <laughs> I it'll be interesting if they have another down year. He'll get fired. I gotta think there's gonna be there's got if how bad do they have to be for him to get fired next year? Five and seven, in my opinion, because uh, so five and seven. Yeah. I'm telling you, because you you know Florida fans. You know how crazy Florida fans are with their expectations? They're very crazy. Now, the people on the inside now double that with expectations. Oh, yeah, the boosters and stuff are crazy. They will kick him out if he goes 5-7 and again. I'm not – I'm being straight up. They do not like this guy. From what I've seen with the whole NIL thing that's happened with, you know, the Jaden Rashad – Dylan Rashada, mm-hmm. it's it's I a think, disaster inside the building. I think right? it depends. On, I think it. I would say, given so, let's say he gets a full season. He has mm-hmm. if if he wouldn't get fired, he'd get fired mid season. In season, he would prop. I think four and eight would be mm-hmm. maybe the chopping block. If not, you get one more chance next year. We'll give you one more shot, another recruiting class, but you got to get at least seven or eight wins. Uh, the only reason why I do think missing a bowl game is enough to get him axed is just for the fact that he will be the scapegoat for Florida's problems when it came to NIO. Sure. You know what I mean? Like the boosters, the front, you know, the administration, they're going to just lump everything and say, oh, it was all Billy's fault. We're going to move on as a program. We're going to move on past the Gator Collective and all this stuff. It's all gone, and it goes with Billy. And that's just what how from, you know, as someone from the outside who knows people who go to the school, know what it's like somewhat on the inside there, there yeah. is fire in that room. Like, there is some heat. There are people who are very upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
We'll see. But I mean, you know, we don't like to bully on Bayou Village. No, no, um, we're not. I'm not. I don't think we're bullying. For real this year. I mean, there's other coaches too. They're on the hot seat. Um, I, I think mean, if Ryan Day can't beat Michigan again, he's there's questions there. He's that seat's going to get a little warmer. Yeah. Um, you can't well, lose your if rival. Mel, if Mel Tucker does bad again, I think he'll get. He'll be gone. He'll be gone. Well, Deion Sanders, we'll see how he does. He's not going to get fired after this year, but no, no, he'll get it. I think with, with I the think whole, they'll go five the, and seven. With the whole situation with Colorado, if he'll get at least three years to turn it around. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo. I don't know. I don't know with him. Problem is, they have to buy him out, I think. But with that with that's... that oil money, you never know. <laughs> I True, never but know even then, I don't even know if they want to pay him all that. It's a lot of money. It's like, what is it? I don't like know how much longer... I don't know how much long. Yeah, I don't know how much longer they're gonna try to hold on to him. It's not Man. worth the money. Uh, like Steve Sarkeesian. Go... Steve Sarkeesian. <sighs> Brett Venables. I think Venables will at least get another shot. Yeah. Just because Sark 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 doesn't get money more years. You know Texas no, people doesn't. are crazy. No, he does not get another. They, year. I'm telling you. Todd Herman got fired. Tom Herman got fired six. with a winning record. I didn't think it was, he was like, like eight and four. He winning winning record as a Texas yeah. football coach mm-hmm. and got fired. As I say, uh, Jimbo Fisher had a um, what an extension last year. Well, we'll see because they got the Bobby. Let's see how the Bobby Petrino experiment works. Yeah, he Jimbo's um, contract is through twenty thirty one. He won't make it then if he keeps. No, he, I don't. Back I don't think he'll years. make it till then. If don't, they <laughs> don't get at least, if they don't get a bowl game this year, he, he might get fired. I'm not even joking. I don't know if there they might buy him out. I, I, it's just that's the thing with Texas A and M is I'm sitting here and I'm going, hmm, you know, my gut instinct would say a school that's obsessed with football that has fired coaches for less in the past would fire a coach for missing a bowl game twice in two years. But on the other hand, I look at it and I go, they have so much money committed to him. They've given him so much control of the football staff and everything around the football department. It's like, can they fire him? Yeah, that's true. Like from a real six Because again, they're not going to want to, they're not going to want to buy him out. Exactly. I got a developing story. Oh, it's college basketball. New Mexico State's like banned. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> if they, um, I'll, I'll just read the headline to you. New Mexico State hoops suspension reportedly involves players' role in alleged hazing incident. Nice. You know, nice. a little Micah Parsons. <laughs> oh, did you see Micah Parsons? <laughs> Got asked today. They're like, "What's the weirdest thing people don't know about you?" And he says, "I have a foot fetish." That's not the weirdest thing. I said, "Well, that's a little weird." It's a little weird, but you know, what's the weirdest thing people don't talk about the whole Penn State thing. Come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't need to get into that. All right, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Alrighty, I think we covered everything. Mm-hmm. Coming close to time. Um, yeah, I 
think we are ready for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think we're ready. You got any big plans for Sunday? Nah, I'm just going to be hanging out, watching the game, and uh, seeing how I do. Or yeah, see. so- I got some Super Bowl squares doing, but other than mm-hmm. that, nothing crazy. I got I got some work in the morning on Sunday. Right. I work a ten to five shift, so I'll be good for the game though. There you go. Yeah, it exactly. starts at six thirty, so which means it won't start till like six forty five. Exactly. You, you know. excited for the Rihanna halftime show? Ha. Huh. I don't know. I don't really watch the halftime shows anymore. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of overhyped now anymore. I'd say they're just. I mean. The one last year was just the best part about it was when Fifty Cent, or sorry, Fifty Cent, showed up yeah. out of nowhere, playing mm-hmm. in the club, and I was like, "Oh my God, is that Fifty Cent? Nice. What's he doing here?" Lol. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, so, guys, like we've said twice now, make sure you're liking, subscribing, um, mm-hmm. telling your friends, passing along. Um, we're going to be getting into diving more into the draft stuff coming up. We got yes. pro days coming up probably soon. Um, trying to think of anything else. Like we got full off season now. We're digging in right into the weeds and stuff. Um, more lists coming out. Let us know if there's any cool lists you want us to talk about or rank or do whatever, you know? Um, but let us know, but subscribe. <laughs> Subscribe, please. like, yeah, please watch subscribe, it. Yes. If you're going to make it, and if you make it all the way to over an hour of watching, congratulations. Appreciate you're a true fan. It. We thank you for watching, sticking around. Yeah. It's true fans, a true Nolan dog. Um, <laughs> we thank you for that. Uh, did you see Alabama uh, student section doing the Noel chant at the basketball game the other night? I did not. No. Really? Why? So Bama, Bama was up, uh, beating Florida by probably over twenty points, and uh, this is at the Bama game. Do you hear this? You hear that? Yep. Yeah. So this is at the Alabama game. Alabama versus Florida, mocking the Florida Gators. So. But again, we're not going to get sidetracked. <laughs> Subscribe, like, comment, pal your friends, find us on Spotify, listen to us if you're on the road or working out. Um, Dylan, any final words? Um, Let's go Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles. All right. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. New episode next week. Have a good one. See you.